Hey, hey, everybody, on this episode of Sampa Chats, we are going to take a look back at SmackDown. That was here in Vancouver. Both Chance and I were there. Unfortunately, we weren't together, but hey, that's just the way it goes sometimes. Uh, also, we're going to take a look at Raw. We're going to take a look at the build of the Royal Rumble and everything in between. So, guys and gals, strap in and get ready for an amazing episode of Sap and Chance. Hey everybody, welcome back to another episode of Samp and Chance Wrestling. I'm your host Bobby Sampson and as always, joined with me, my man in the tank top today, Mr. Chance Michaels. Chance, how you doing, man? I'm doing not too bad. How about yourself? Can't complain, man. Guns looking good, looking fresh. You looking looking good, brother man. Good for you. Thank you. You too. You got the new look? I'm trying, man. You know what? It's um if anybody knows the journey that I went in to in 2023 you know i haven't shared it a lot but you know one day maybe we'll share it on here this is just a yeah. part of the journey and uh a journey of rebirth let's just leave it at that yeah, yeah uh you take what you want from it but i mean those who know me those who are close to me know about it and uh i believe brother i believe right and good. it's always you know, good and and from that perspective alone um all praise to Jesus and, and God. And, and, you know, I, I can't say enough. And that's coming from a guy who never believed anything. I mean, growing, yeah. growing up Quite in faith, around. growing up in faith, growing up with culture, you know, religion was always a big part of life, but 2023 really opened my eyes to a lot of things that, you know, I didn't even know that yeah, existed. Good. So, you know, God bless. Everything is beautiful there. I came out. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Fantastic. So yeah, we'll we'll you know we'll incorporate that as we go along just to let people know who we are and what we're about. There's no need to hide or be afraid. Yeah, of we're not hiding. We, we they are. Know. I think they're listening. They know, right? You know. So, but yeah, at the end of the day, the good father just received another warrior. So you know, absolutely, that's awesome. All right. On that note, SmackDown Friday night first impressions sold out. Didn't see one empty seat in the house unless somebody was grabbing a pop or going to the washroom. It was damn packed. That crowd was electric. You could feel the vibe walking in. Ring looked cool. Like we always say, the production, crisp, clean, bright lights. So such a nice looking. This is a beautiful event. Nobody does it better. Um, started off great. Owens, Santos, Escobar. You throw Logan Paul in there. Just added it. That was a hard to follow. They set the bar so high with that match. Bring out Logan Paul. There's a good in-ring work. This promo. And then a couple matches after that were a little bit of let down, but my first impression, it looked amazing in there. You? Yeah, no, I mean, I walked in and, you know, again, the crowd, um, you know, electric, full of life, oh, yeah. you know, full of energy. But the, I, I think a lot of that has to do, that's when a, hung, when a city's hungry for it, you know? Yes. When you, don't, when you don't get it enough, I don't think, like, I'm sure people all over the place are appreciative when, when the show comes to town. Don't get me wrong. But when you're a city like Montreal, Toronto, you know, I, I'm sure they're excited, but maybe there's a little less luster and excitement on it. You know, cities like Sacramento, Seattle, you know, you go across the board, all these cities get shows continuously. Look at Arizona. They're guaranteed a Raw, a SmackDown, and a pay-per-view most years, if not yeah. every year, right? So, you know, it's just kind of like when, when you're not given the product. I, I was trying to look back 
I can't think, and I wasn't using the internet. I was just trying to use my own mind. And the last time I believe we had a Raw or a SmackDown in the city was in 2000, 2001. Um, I think it was 98 or 99. Even no, no, it was, 2000, it was 2000. I remember. Raw in 2000? Yeah, because I had moved back from Toronto at the end of 99, and this show was in 2000. Uh, Raw I think our last big show we had here was that uh, Chubby City with New Blood Rising, that pay per view they did. That's so well, long ago. And that was at the Agrodome. And that was at the Agrodome. Was that an Agrodome? Yes. Oh, okay, I didn't go right. to this. Was this was like place. near the downfall of WCW. Everything was just falling apart. Um, it, it was at the Agrodome. Okay. Um, but but the last big big show that we had here outside of house shows uh, would have been two thousand. So I mean, if you wow. think about it, twenty four years. In essence, right? I mean, you know that that's. What, Correct me if I'm wrong. Again, I'm just researching. Yeah, off, I just been off of my dome. Right, and and the last. No, no, we had a, no, we had SmackDown. It came in 2020. Okay, well, there you go. Yeah. So there you go. But yeah. Um, but but you know, it's just kind of like even the house show we had was you know a year and a half almost ago. Mm-hmm. So you know, it's just kind of like yeah, people are clamoring for it. This city wants it. I mean, I I don't know if the city will pay what they want for WrestleMania. I think that's the holding point. It's not a problem of getting it here. It's Vancouver would have to pay for it. Yeah. So are they willing to pay for that? I don't think so. Not with the World Cup so. coming right now, this and that. So if there is a hope for WrestleMania here in Vancouver, it'd probably be in the next five, six years, if. If that. Right. Um, my takeaway is also, like, the first thing I noticed was the ring. Just yeah. the sound of the ring. And, you know, I wasn't close to it, but I wasn't far away either. But you just listen to, like, you know, rings and in, in, in the rings that we listen to in here. Mm-hmm. Um, you, you just... That, that ring was just amazing. Yeah, yeah, you could hear it everywhere you were sat. I was in the upper deck. You could hear it perfectly. But but the sound of it, I mean, yeah, you know, just Christmas, sound. like it was yeah. tuned. Like if you could tune a ring, that's what a tuned ring sounds like. You know what I mean? Not, you don't hear footsteps. You just hear the bangs and the clangs. Yeah. Whereas in most of the shows that we attend locally, you can hear them running. You can hear them walking. Yes. Um, you know, I've never stepped in a WWE ring, but I'm sure it's just so tight. Like you don't even feel it, right? It's just amazing. Um, in terms of the card itself, I thought it was pretty good. I thought it was okay. Um, okay. the EO Meechin match, which I was kind of looking forward to, kind of fell flat. Yeah, um, the crowd was not into that match at all. Well, or I, that tag match. I, I think a lot of it was taken out after Kevin Owens and Santos, like you said, right? Um, you know, it, that was really cool. I think one of the highlights that I really, really enjoyed, and because I'm a Road Warriors fan was seeing Paul Erling come back to the fold, man. That was awesome. And I think they got a right formula there with Karrion Cross. I think him working with Paul Erling and the return of the AOP. They uh, brought it. That's a good time to bring him out because they are from Vancouver, so they brought him out in Vancouver. So that made sense. Well, Sonny is. Uh, Akim is. I don't think the other fellow is. Razor? Sure I know Sonny used to go to the high school down the street here. but Yeah, yeah. so did you have any interactions with him? Did you know him no. at a level? I just no, heard I'm about just... him. As an amateur wrestler, how good he was. I never met him. Oh, okay, never okay. Came okay. Across him. But I heard about how good of an amateur wrestler he was. He went to Muller. Yeah, so having the AOP back into there, that's kind of dominant as well. I mean, you know, I don't believe... This is their last be... chance. They've had a few chances. This is going to be it. Because they can... Same with Karrion Cross. They're kind of all in that same boat. They've had a lot of chances. Now we're going to put you guys together and see if you can cut it here. If not, you're gone pretty much. Well, hey, let's see what they're doing. I think they got the right people in place now. Um, you know, little little things that changed in that whole thing was uh, Scarlett's no longer blonde. She's now a brunette. 
which is a telling sign of what kind of direction that they're going to go into. Mm-hmm. Uh, I guess that makes Bobby Lashley and um, the Prophets faces now, right? I mean, they tried to sell them as heels, but it looks like they're going to play the uh, role of the faces here. So that's going to be kind of interesting. I knew that I knew that AOP was coming because my buddy, uh, my buddy even sent me a thing. I didn't like prior to that. He him saying that to me, I didn't know they were coming out. But ten minutes before the show, he said, "Yo, AOP is coming out with this." This bald Paul Ellering guy. So that's how I knew they were coming. Part of that I had no knowledge of. It was pretty well kept secret. Do you have any knowledge of it? Yeah, I, I I had no knowledge of it all. But then again, to be completely honest, I went into the show trying to be as blind as possible. I didn't want to look at dirt sheets. I didn't want to look at anything. Yeah, I actually wanted to enjoy the show for what it's worth. And yeah. be surprised if I was to be surprised. I mean, if you think about it, Raw and last week's SmackDown would have been the two shows that we would have gotten some sort of surprise somewhere possibly. And yeah, you know, we're, we're lucky enough to have that. Um, otherwise, the show itself was cool. Seeing Roman come out, destroy everybody, turn that into a four-way dance at the Royal Rumble. That's getting a lot that. of heat. Hey, all the all the dirt sheets and all the IWC are not happy that that's a four-way match. They didn't like the finish. They didn't like that. They're blasting it online, saying no, no, no. Well, there's that's reasons fine. behind it. So this is what I know, okay? First off, it's too early for Randy Orton to lose to Roman Reigns coming back. You can't do that. Roman potentially the way it was initially set up it was going to be roman facing randy at royal rumble for the title obviously with roman winning but let's be honest it just it's too soon right yeah play night was already in there uh the guy that unfortunately would take the fall in this four-way will be aj i think probably right well he's near the end right i mean he's on his final contract he has said in the past unless something's changed and I know they'll add time to his contract because of his injury and everything. Uh, same they, they, we, they did with Randy, right? Like, I mean, they put that time back on. Yeah. So, you know, uh, but AG looks like the scapegoat here that he's going to be the guy that will probably be the guy pinned in that match uh, for, for it because you don't want to lose. And you made a good comment, and I want you to share that with us. I know where you're going with this. I'm about to get right? into you know, that. like yeah. LA Knight is someone they don't want to kind of, you know, blow up yet. They still feel that they can get money with him and do stuff with him. Uh, potentially a Stone Cold thing at WrestleMania, you know, kind of ties in with it a little bit. Um, you know, but otherwise, AJ, what's he doing right now, right? Um, Luke Gallows looks really good, though. I'll say that much. That guy looks like yeah. he's hitting the gym hard. Now, share with me what you shared with me that you saw. Okay, we'll talk about the triple threat match, which, yeah. which I thought was the best match by far in the card. Orton, AJ Styles, who looks, I hate to say it, no pun intended, phenomenal. He came back, he looks jacked. He's never actually been in that great of shape, but now he looks good. Like, he's he's beefed up. This could be, like you said, his final run here. He's looking great. LA Knight comes out, good match. But when you're watching live, especially, you don't quite see it as much on TV. When you're watching it live, you see how good Randy Orton is, how his timing where to be, his facial expression. Same with AJ Styles, really working his butt off. One thing I did notice is how far behind LA Knight looked. A little bit slower on his feet. He flubbed a few moves, especially outside of the ring there. He just didn't look like he was up to par to be in the ring with AJ Styles and Randy Orton. They just looked a whole level above him. And I really, really noticed it live. I might not have noticed that if I was watching at my house, but when you're live, you can see everything. Look what you want to look at. And Honestly, LA Knight's a good character, but I wasn't that impressed with his uh, in-ring work uh, on Friday night. Just thought, I mean, always going with two of the best, but still, I thought he could have raised his game a little bit higher, and I don't think he did that great of a job, to be honest. Yeah, no, and I agree with you. Like, I mean, at the time, um, 
you know, at the time I probably didn't see it as much, but after hearing what you said, I went back and watched the replay and yeah, you could see it. Right. I mean, TV hides a lot. It does. It sure it does. Right. I mean, it looks so big on television. Oh, Anyone yeah. who's never been to a live event or, or, or a TV taping like that, you know, you, you, it's almost like when you go to the hockey game and then you actually see the rink, I'm like, Oh, it's only that big. Yeah, I know what you mean. Yeah. <laughs> right? You know, same with like soccer. When the first time I went to a Chelsea match, you know, I was so excited. I'm thinking, man, this pitch is going to be monster. But you go there and you look at it, I'm like, oh, okay. Not that big. It's not that big, right? So, you know, but but the, the way they produce it, the way they do everything, and, and I'll 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 you know add to what you said, and this is coming from a non-wrestling fan, my wife, who I took to the show with me, which was kind of a cool experience because most shows I'm usually going by myself or going with you. Yeah. It was nice to have the family there. Um, for me personally, I think a lot of the show, I was kind of looking at my daughter to see her reaction and how she mm. wasn't enjoying it. And from a child's perspective, she was on her feet. She was jumping around. She was having a blast. Here's what my wife said, though. On TV, it looks more real. It does. Like you said, they can hide it. They cut the different camera angles right? and stuff. On TV, it looks more real. On TV, it looks like he's actually hitting the guy. Here, you could, she says, and this is from her vantage point, right? Yeah. Like, well, you can actually see the guy's not hitting him, this and that. I go, yeah, but that's wrestling, right? I mean, yeah. Right, she right. she's right. But I said, that's why we take it with a grain of salt and we enjoy for what it is, right? Yeah. I mean, the moves, yeah, the, the punches, stuff like that, sometimes they land. Now, the Kevin Owens punch, it looks like it landed on Logan Paul because he showed his face after. I don't know if that was a makeup job. Or something to sell, but it looked like he got cracked pretty good. In I'm the sure. Eye. I'm sure Logan said you can hit me a little bit. He is a boxer, you know what I mean? Yeah. Maybe make up a little bit, but that was a great segment, great promo by Logan Paul too. I thought and that, that was, was the only promo we got on the show. That's right. Logan. Yeah, this Logan. There was just Logan at the end of the match. No, I didn't go back and watch it on TV. Did you listen to Logan? I didn't listen to Logan's commentary. I don't know what he said. Was he doing good? Yeah, no, he was doing good. I mean, he was doing good as he can, to be fair. Yeah. I'll say this. Uh, his in-ring ability. Okay? Oh, yeah. Absolutely. His, his promo ability, probably a B still, still needs to work on timing. And that's, yeah. you know, just this being more a part of it and being doing it more and more. It's reps, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, the natural athleticism helps and covers up any flaws or anything that he needs to work on. He's a natural. He was a naturally bad guy, right? But he's, he's a natural bad guy. Bugs. Absolutely, right? But he does really good. And the funny thing was, like, everyone kept shitting on the Canucks. Like... Yeah, him and Chelsea Green, yeah. Right? You know, and, you know, it just kind of made me laugh. I'm like, okay, are they really that bad? Like, you guys come from, well, I mean, apart from Chelsea, show me something that the state of Ohio has won in the last little while. Right, yeah. like, Cleveland basketball, they won it for five years ago, but yeah, I know what you mean. Right, 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 right. But that was a one-off, right? I mean, there yeah. was, you know, he won and he left. But anyways, um, but overall, though, no, a great experience, good show, good build-up. Um, to be honest, I thought one of the better matches of the night was on the dark card be, uh, be with uh, Bianca and uh, Chelsea. I thought of I always all... say Bianca's the best female worker by far. And actually, a disappointing match was the Rhea match. I thought that was a dud. Well, Rhea, I mean, like, thank God it was a dark match, right? Ring work is, is not yeah. as nearly as good as Bianca's. No, it was a dark match, but but I mean, if there should have been a match on the show, that one that Bianca uh, Chelsea Green match should have been on the broadcast. It was really but, good, but I guess you know Chelsea. Drew and Ricochet ball. was good too. Yeah, no, I mean, all in all, it was a good show. I have no complaints. Um, that was good. 
it's just time. you know outside of the drunkards and stuff like that but you get that at every show um you know it, it was fun it was really really fun i i couldn't ask for more it was I thought they could have a better selection of t-shirts what they have they had orton uh owens Punk. cody rhodes la night la night they had uh i didn't like that stone cold shirt the green awesome 316 i yeah. get it but it wasn't a great design but maybe maybe if it was in St. Patrick's Day show or something, that would have worked. I don't know why they yeah. went green here. Maybe because they had the SmackDown shirt with all the superstars on it. Yeah, yeah. Um, I didn't buy anything. Did you? Uh, Reigns wanted he wanted one of those little WWE necklaces. He wanted a Logan Paul shirt, but they don't they don't have them there. What oh, you okay. Well, they should start I mean, bringing some shirts for the guy, wouldn't you think? Eventually, eventually. But I guess you know he. It all depends on how long he's going to be around. Like, you know, if he's just going to come in periodically, if he's going to be a part-time. Even then, put a shirt out, they'll sell. You would. It would. It would, right? I mean, I I think the question probably comes down to, can you put a shirt out with him holding the prime bottle? I I bet you anything. That's what it is. That's the stumbling block, right? Because he's got his wrestler out. If you go to the toy store, he's got his figure. They got his figure out. My kid has it. It's just that you're probably right. It's probably the prime copyright kind of thing. Right. Um, I they think, let him bring his prime out though. Every time he comes out with it. No, no, that's cool. And he threw it to the crowd pretty far, eh? Yeah, yeah, it was good. It was good. That's um, gonna be a good match. Those two. Yeah, yeah. And then for for our for for little Miss Miss, I got her a. Well, I asked her, "What do you want?" She picked the LA Knight shirt. Nice. And I go, "Why did you pick this one?" Because I like the details. I go, "Fair enough. There are a lot of details on that T-shirt if you dig into it, right?" Yeah. So she got that, you know. And then I, me and the misses looked at each other. We'll just look online. This is way too expensive. Dude, 45 to $50 for a t-shirt. The ones online actually are cheaper than that. Sometimes they do free shipping too, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's why I said if you want something, we'll go online. Let's just get her something for the experience, right? Yeah. Right? Because, I mean, to be fair, I I, I, I dropped the ball because I promised her I'd buy her a shirt from the house show online, but we never did. Um, <laughs> but, okay. Let's get you got a shirt though, right? No, she was happy. Everyone was happy. It was a great show. All right. Let's take a quick peek at Monday Night Raw that happened last night. Honestly, I'll tell you what, man. You watch football. I watched Raw. I can tell you right now, you didn't miss really much of anything. But I watched it this morning, uh, yeah, last night. But yeah, I know right? what you're saying. I didn't watch I mean, it live. It was a good show, but it wasn't a great show. It was a filler show, to be honest, man. I think things will start to pick up after. The one thing that stood out to me this morning, a little bit last night when I was skimming through it and watching it, um, I thought Drew uh, is getting better with his promo work. He actually held his own. You see CM Punk's known for his snarky comments and stuff. But I thought Drew held his own you know, tit for tat with him on that. So I got to give Drew credit for that. Yeah, He's yeah. He's definitely no, much, much more polished on the mic. No, the show opened up with Drew McIntyre coming out. He was talking about how, you know, maybe everyone is right. I have to start looking at myself. It was my fault that, you know, I, I pinned him the way I did. And his foot, you know, touched the rope, you know, um, you know, maybe it's time for me to take a break and walk away and kind of find Drew McIntyre. Out comes CM Punk, and you know what? I'm I'm enjoying his run so far. To be fair, like I think he's having fun with it because he knows this is it. So he's got to be a good. Well, you know, player, he's right? having fun, but he just yeah. looks like a different person. He looks different than he did even when he went into AEW. Yeah, he does. Right, like even there, where where there was no pressure from WWE, there was no pressure from anybody. You know, uh, just just to be himself, he looked. He didn't look. Now you look back at it, and and I implore everyone to do the same if you have the time. Just look at when he came out there to how he looks when he comes out here. He just looks so different. And this yeah. is before he had any issues with anybody and whatnot. It's just a, a a cleaner, tighter version of Punk, a happier version of Punk, right? 
an excited version of Punk, and, and that's what you kind of want. Like he's having fun. It looks like for the first time in his life, the guy's having fun being out there. And you know, I think he's getting a little bit older now. He realizes he's burned some bridges, last you know bridge, so to speak, and he's going to go out on his terms and not be fired all the time and be demoted. And I think he's going to have a little run here. He is mid forties, a couple more years and then right off into the sunset, kind of rewrite the history of him being a bad guy, being you know, a jerk, kind of save his legacy a little bit. Cause every, before this, everybody's just saying, Oh, he's a jerk. He fights everybody. Now we're saying, Hey, he's cutting good promos. He's back. So I think he's rewriting the history here, which is good. Yeah. Yeah. No, no. I mean, I, I, I'm enjoying it. I'm having a lot of fun with it. Mm. Their, their interaction was really fun. Some valid points made, you know, it's almost like a shoot work interview. It was a little bit of a shoot, which I like. Which which is fair, right? Because, I mean, Drew was there with him at that time as well when that he was, was still a young yeah. buck and whatnot. So a lot of that kind of made sense. Maybe it didn't. Maybe it was, you know, just kind of... Because Punk, here's the one thing. Punk's always stood up for people, right? Like, you yep. know, hate them, love them, whatever the case may be. Yeah, he stands up for the little guy. Right, he does stand up for the, for those guys, right? Unless he's fighting a little guy at AEW, but yeah. <laughs> right. I know what you mean. But again, it just kind of shows me, and I come back to that point, that a lot of the talent in AEW doesn't appreciate having the opportunity to learn from some of these guys. And I think Punk is one of those guys that if you don't like that opportunity, he takes it personally. And that's when that badass punk... Well, actually, I was listening to Sirius XM this morning on the Fight Nation, and I, they were saying Adam Cole says he's only listened to a few people. Ric Flair, uh, you know, top of the top guys don't listen to other people. He's not going to listen to anybody on the internet, social media guys. And, you know, I get that, but with that smug attitude of an Adam Cole like that, that's why he'll never get to that top pinnacle, you know, because he has that, I'm better than you, I know I'm smarter than all you guys. This is what he was saying, only a few guys listen to it. Basically saying, I want to listen to a Vince McMahon. I wouldn't listen to the, I know what I'm doing. You know what I mean? That kind of attitude is why AEW guys don't always get where they should be. And Adam Cole, in my opinion, could have been bigger than life in the WWE if he had just listened. Based on your comments, if that's the case, that yeah, guy that's what he, himself. That's what, that, what Bully Ray was saying that he was yeah. saying, was like that attitude, that smugness, that arrogance will hurt you. No, well, if you think about it, like it just it's just like having that opportunity to be under some of those learning trees, right? Like mm-hmm. if I had the opportunity, if you and I had the opportunity to sit down with a Lampley or a JR or or anyone who's in our realm of, of, of media and, mm-hmm. and you know conveying take that in a second. Wouldn't even think twice. Oh bloody hell, man. I I yeah. you know, I'd I have to tell my boss, hey, I can't come into work today. Intent, you know. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Like, this is, you don't miss those opportunities to learn, and you don't, you know. Plus, it's cool to hear the stories, too. Not only with the future, but it's all the old, I like hearing the old stories, too, right? So, but some of these, the new generation, some of them, not all of them, they have that cocky, brass attitude, they know better, and then they end up falling their face and wondering why. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, that's just the nature of the beast, man. Those who pay attention and those listen are the ones that are going to prevail, right? Absolutely. And, you know, you could say that Seth Rollins could have been one of those guys who had that kind of attitude. But when you realize where he was and what he can gain, you look at Seth Rollins from from 10 years ago to who he is now. Amazing. Oh, yeah. Right. And um, I want to touch on gender. How do you feel about that? Him returning back to Raw like that? I'm glad that he's back. I don't have a problem with what the rock you mean you mean last night? Yeah, last night even. Like yeah, his character. That, like, I'm glad the character? I'm glad that he gotta come out and the rock gotta beat him up and do that promo. I thought that was good because it gets him introduced. Oh shit, Ginger's back. For him to get the title shot that fast. I, I, I guess if they're bringing him back with a bang, he is a big guy. Like you said, 
where some people are thinking North America, he's, you know, big in Indian stuff. So that's why they're like, hey, throw him out there. You know what I mean? I probably wouldn't have done it myself, but I don't really have a problem with it. Some people are up in arms about it. He's a big guy. Let him get a match. Let him get his feet wet. I didn't really, yeah. it didn't bother me. You? No. Well, apparently it looks like he's fighting for the title next week, right? So Yeah. Sorry, I, I said know. last week. Yeah, next week against Rollins. Yeah. I, yeah. I would have saved that for the Rumble or something. But do you think he should come back at the title shot right away before guys like Randy Orton and CM Punk that fast? Um, yes, because of what I said, we're, we're catering, we're not catering to 5 million North American fans. We're catering to 60 to 80 to a hundred million yeah. fans in that point. Right. Yeah. Like, and they're going to watch it. I'm telling you, like with, 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 you think about it, like that wasn't for us. No, that and was for, that, and that's why I'm saying, I don't mind blaming yeah. them for doing that. My only problem with that is I don't like the angle that he's coming in with. I just don't think it's needed right now. Uh, being the separatist, being this and that, and especially being Sikh and not, you know, and I, I, I'm, I'm going to say it, not being Muslim, not being, you know, mm-hmm. one of the groups that are actually out there causing a lot of these issues in the real world. Yeah. Uh, the Sikhs are very peaceful people. Yes. So for him to play that separatist kind of, you know, character, it doesn't sit well with me for him because what are you selling to the hundred million? Right? Yeah. It's just it's a weird angle. I just don't like it. For me, I don't like it. I like to see how he grows into it because when he looked at the way he was doing it with The Rock, it was very anti-American, very anti-this, very anti-everything. And I'm like, ah, oh, this is not, you know, I don't want Jinder to be that guy. Yeah. Right? You know, I, I'd rather, okay, if you're going to be that guy, talk, but but I liked how he became, you know, it it grew more with Seth. It talked yeah. about opportunity, joking around, more of a serious aspect of it, right? Not cult- He removed some of that cultural stuff out of it, which I was happy about, and I hope they carry on with that direction. I think at this point, you're just like, I'll do whatever you guys tell me. You're just happy to be back, happy to be on the big stage. He's always getting hurt. He leaves, but he left for how many years before he came back, you know, so... Yeah, but he looks small too, eh? Huh? He looks smaller again. Oh, yeah, he's off the PEDs right now. But when he came back the first time, holy cow, he was ripped. And that's what I'm happy for him. You know what? He's he's a good worker. So should he get the shot against Rollins? Probably not from our perspective. But like you said, this is a global company. From a global perspective, makes perfect sense. I'll I'll put I'll end it this way, right? With with this portion of it. If you think about it, that show they did, uh, Damakal or something, they called it in India. Yeah. Okay. In Canada, our population is 60 million, 60, 65 million, right? Yeah, something like that. 80 million people tuned in in India to watch that show. Says it all right there. They got all the money from advertisers and commercials. Like, you know what I mean? So that's why they do it. So you have to have global guys. And that's what AEW doesn't have. WWE does, right? Right. It's kind of like, okay, when they go to Australia, you know, does Grayson, you know, I guarantee Grayson Waller will get some sort of match that most people here were like, well, how does he deserve that? You have to cater to the people that you, you know, you're selling to. So yeah, Rhea Ripley is going to play a huge role in that show. Um, you know, what's his name will play a huge show in that role. You know, the, any of the Australian talent that they have on the roster, the New Zealand talent that they have on the roster, even though they don't look very big or um, who's that one girl that tag teams with Natalia? Um, Which one? The one with the multicolored hair, Tegan Knox. Yeah, 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 her. Yeah, yeah. yeah. She's she, 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 yeah. she's you know from from Oceania. 
right? She's not doing much of anything here, but I guarantee she's going to have a big spot on oh, that yeah. show, mm-hmm. right? Absolutely. So, you know, just we we can't forget as fans, you know, we're, we're, we're so, we're in this in this part of the world, we're walking around with blinders. Yeah, we just people. only focus on the North American market, yeah. Right? I mean, just in life in general, we don't pay attention to what's happening around the world and how good and how blessed we truly are in this, as bad as things look, like, I mean, if you think about it, yeah, we're, we're dealing with issues that just make no sense anywhere else in the world. Yeah, well, We're not having bombs dropped on us every second day either. Exactly. So, it makes a you big know, difference. We're lucky. You know, we're very, very fortunate in this part of the world, regardless of what we think is, is bad and making news and whatnot. Yeah. Like, and I think a lot of that comes from privilege. You know? Yeah. I'm not, you know, forget, forget white privilege, forget all, you know, colored privilege, North American privilege, Western privilege is a term. You have a lot of it. Right. The Western privilege, I think is worse than any racial kind of privilege that anyone has. Yeah. We have a lot of privilege living in North America where we're lucky. Lots, lots. We don't even know. Like you, you, you talk to some of the people that have moved here from these parts of the world and they laugh at us. I know. We complain about the stupidest things compared to what they had to worry about over there. Right? You know, like, I mean, I I implore anybody, I hope nobody ever has to experience this, but I, you know, there are people who wake up every morning and kiss their parents goodbye, not knowing if they're going to come home that night. Yep. And that's a real thing. And that's a real thing. But yeah, no, SmackDown, but Raw itself overall, like I said, I mean, we had some matches here uh, that Kind of didn't make sense, but I guess they did after the fact. Uh, one would have been the Drew, or sorry, the uh, Tommaso Ciampo against Finn Balor. But I get that. They're building up for the tag team title, so they're going to probably do a run there. Finn loses that match, which was yep. interesting, right? But I can see him losing now in order to kind of get that thing going. Uh, after that match, what do we have? Kofi versus Ludwig Kaiser. Now, I found this interesting. The New Day gear either changed to camouflage or these guys are just kind of wearing their own thing. Like, this group has to be done. I mean, they just written off Kofi yeah, what's, what's for that? another Big injury. E's ever coming back? Which one? Big E. Well, I don't know. I mean, I think next he'll probably... Broken, so. Next broken, but I mean, it's kind of one of those things, right? I mean, Shawn Michaels had to leave for four years. Uh, Edge had to leave for 10 years almost, right? Based on that kind of injury, you just can't mess with the neck. I mean, as strong as you are, as big as you are, as tough as you are, neck's a neck, man. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I think New Day's kind of faded out now. Just kind of, like you said, wearing their own gear, kind of doing whatever. Well, I mean, it just seems like they're always broken now. It's just everything's kind of caught up to them. And people forget how long Kofi's been around. Long time. I don't even know how long, what, 15 years? Easy. Right. I mean, I remember when he was feuding with Randy Orton and they poured paint all over the uh, that's when he was with Evolution. Yeah. No, no, no. no. What, what was that faction that he had with Cody and uh, Cody and uh, Million Dollar Man's kid, Ted Jr., whatever they were called. That's how that far point. back I remember Kofi and Randy feuding. Long time. Right. I mean, the Usos have been around a long time, longer than Roman Reigns, even. Yeah. So I mean, it's 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 almost shocking to think like they're still doing it to the level that they are, right? Kofi, anyways. Yeah. Uh, the other two guys are still younger, so you know it's kind of curious to see what comes of those guys. But um, 
Yeah, no, I mean, it was a pretty decent match. Kofi did the best he could, but they sold it at the end with Ludwig just destroying him. Yeah, he's um, younger, he's up and coming, so I get it. Right, so they got that going on. Um, Rhea Ripley confronts Nia Jax, so we got a food feud starting over there. Uh, women tag teams title. I really like these guys, Katie Carton, Cortina Chance against Chelsea Green and Piper Niven. Uh, that closed the story there. My only problem with this match, and I don't know if you saw this or not, was the ending. Okay, when Piper was on the top rope, uh, I think the little one she pulled out her partner. But what made Chelsea fall? That was just the silliest thing I'd ever seen in my life. Like, I know, I, I know. I, I was I was gonna bring that up when you brought this match up. Yeah, that was cheesy. I'm not sure what happened there, what they were thinking. Like I was trying so hard to believe it, right? Like, okay, I went back and I looked at it again. Okay, maybe when she pulled her out, that uh chance got her ankle with her leg and you know tripped her or something. But I don't think she even touched her and she just kind of fell down. And then you could see her putting herself in position to absorb the blow. Right, like, come on, man. I thought that was just really bad camera work, or or those guys just didn't play it out. Like that, that, that was a flub, a rare flub on TV in WWE. Bit of, I think it was a bit of both the camera, camera guy or woman, and the wrestlers there. They they dropped the ball, and that was bad. That looked bad. That was really bad, right? So she gets squashed. They retain the titles. I think that's the end of that story. I, I don't know so. what they're going to do with Piper now because I know that they're going to start pushing Chelsea as a singles competitor now. They are, yeah, they're giving a lot of shine. Um, right? They're, they're giving her shine, and they're going to do something big with her. I don't know what that translates to or how it plays out, but with the Royal Rumble, Mania season, this and that, who knows, man? I mean, even though we kind of know what Mania is going to kind of look like, everything can change in the next two months and still be a completely different card than we see it as today. Yeah, somebody can get hurt. Somebody can get hot, catch fire. You never know. Right? So anything can happen here. So... um. And then the show basically ends with Shinsuke and uh, Cody in the street fight. Pretty good match. Pretty that decent. Was a good match. I was happy with it. Solid back and forth. Um, really enjoyed the spot where the timekeeper got sprayed with the mist instead. Um, Cody gets him at the end with the cross crossroads, finishes it off. One, two, three. Yeah, it was there's, a good match. there's still got to be more to this feud. Um, but yeah, let's see. Yeah, it wasn't the best raw. It was decent. It had some good points but yeah nothing stand out but like i said every show can't be hot when you're doing this every week 365 24 7 so it is what it is i mean you're not going to get them all right i mean but but i mean it wasn't a bad show either don't get me wrong uh but like i said we are in royal rumble season so things will pick up as we get forward here who so we know roman's gonna go four-way match four-way match there uh we know some of the names in the royal rumble um, I don't know who Seth is going to face, which is why I think this gender match would be better saved for the Rumble. Because I mean, who are you going to put? Maybe he will fight in the Rumble. Maybe we'll have a rematch. Well, I think. I mean, the only thing I could see is because I mean, where's the other two guys, Sanga and Veer? Like, is he coming back as a single guy? No mention of those guys. Are they going to come and interfere? Um, you know, there, there's just so much there. Like, I mean, will this be set up for a Rumble match? Which I think, in my opinion, should be. Because it's the only real feud that you have going on. You don't want to build a feud with a week and a half to go, right? Yeah. I mean, you have enough time. You've had enough time to build this. Like December. Yeah, I think we will see Seth and Ginger. Right. Maybe not, but we'll see. I guess it I depends mean, on what this match looks on Monday. 
Right, right. Like, are the women are going to defend their titles? Are are they going to be a part of it? Or are they just, you know, so there's still a lot to build going into this card. We're two and a half weeks away. But you know what? We will let you guys all know as, as it goes along and what, we, what we're what we seeing and what we think is going to happen. And I guess on that note, why don't we just wrap this baby up here, man, and, and call it yeah. a day. Uh, good start to the week. Good start to the week of wrestling. Uh, Matt Riddle's been talking a lot about you know the his time in WWE. Uh, no hard say, I haven't heard what he's been saying. Well, he's, he's been like talking uh, Riddle style, right? Like uh, talking about his uh, MLB MLW uh, fight that he had. He was at a Comic Con signing sort of a deal, and you know apparently he talked about that. He talked about the Money in the Bank stuff. He talked about uh, him and Randy Orton and what this plan was for RK bro. Uh, but he didn't indulge anything or say anything. Cause he figures if he goes back, those stories are still a potential, but I mean, he's, he's doing all the right things. He's not saying anything back. Oh, okay. Deep down. I think he knows he wants to get back there at some point as well. Probably going right. to AEW, yeah. I think he's pretty smart to that because he gets it. Like, I mean, Tony Khan, he, he you know, things aren't going good for Anthony Khan, as he say, when Fox network and the USA network take shots at him. Um, there's this thing called cage wrestlers. It's a website or something. And I guess they do analytics and things like that. I haven't looked at it. So I apologize Yeah, for not having it. enough information, but he was looking at that and he was talking in a press conference about how 50 or 60 of the matches and this and that, according to cage masters or cage warriors, whatever it is, you know, that we're on the right page. We have the right formula. And then, you know, I, I can't remember what Fox network, they, they poked fun at him for that. And uh, with, with the meme of Kurt Angle standing outside of his house smiling. <laughs> Have you seen that one? No, I haven't seen that one. Okay. I've seen the meme, I, though, but I didn't see that Fox News one. Yeah. Or the Fox, they, um, not news, but the, uh, the Fox network. Channel. Yeah. yeah. And USA did the same thing to him. So, you know, I, I don't know what Tony's grasping at, what he's looking for. But, I mean, that's usually the sign of a man who, who can't figure it out. Yeah, he needs, he needs to hire better people around him. He needs some more professionals around him. Somebody, you know, just to help him guide him because he needs that guy. There's one guy who's available, but he's already stated that he's trying to find work outside of wrestling for the next little while, and that would be Kevin Dunn. Yeah. The closest thing you will get to a Vince McMahon-type entity. Kevin Dunn. Is Kevin Dunn. If Tony offers him enough money, trust me, Kevin will be there. So he just pick up the phone, offer give him an offer he can't refuse and see what I, he can do. I'm not I'm not saying Kevin Dunn will turn the product around, but Kevin Dunn will turn the product around. He'll help it big time. Right? Teach him so, things, show him things he doesn't even he can't even imagine. Well, let's find out, brother man. All right, you know what? 2024 has gotten off to an amazing start. Can't wait to continue with this. Um, but we will be back to you guys this Thursday with our boxing show. A lot of good stuff coming out this week, man. We're already one week, two weeks into the year. And I'm excited for everything that I've seen so far. But we'll let you guys know all about that. But is in the meantime, I'm Bobby Sampson. He's Mr. Chance Michaels. And in the words of the great ACDC, those that download, like, and subscribe to the podcast, we salute you. We do salute you, everyone. Have a great rest of the week. Please be safe. Uh, the weather is cold here whether it's warm yeah. wherever you might be but wherever you are just be just be good to one another and be happy and uh yeah samp and chance we will see you guys next week <laughs>